morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got two Italian stallions, Mr. Johnny Crypto, and NFT Tones is in the building, so I'm very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how with FTX collapsing, the White House is calling for crypto regulation. We expose the game for our listeners, bringing hard evidence of what American regulation could do for the global markets. Gary Gensler could soon be under congressional investigation as new evidence emerges of the SEC working with Sam Bankman-Fried behind the scenes for several months. BitBoy Crypto announces a historic update to come in the next 48 hours, and we update our listeners on the Ripple Labs lawsuit going down at the SEC, doubling down on our take that 2023 is the year of institutional adoption. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. Wait, Johnny, we have zero viewers right now. Are we live? Wow, that's weird. It says we're live. Can you guys comment in the live chat if we're live right now? Ah, can't tell. Can you tell right now? Uh, I see. I see. (laughs) Should we keep going? Did you? Yeah, that's weird. I don't know, man. Ask them if they can hear us. Can you guys? Can you guys hear us? No, we're not live. We're not live. It says we're live in the upper corner. It says end broadcast. We're not live. Oh, I'm telling you right. Oh, now we are. Now we are live. There we go. Now we got 80. That was weird. Okay, perfect. Guys, in the live chat, please, we're having technical difficulties this morning. If you can hear us, let me know so I can continue the show. Perfect. It's saying we're live. Awesome, guys. So we're going to skip the introductions and get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. So go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is sitting in extreme fear this morning, Johnny Crypto, sitting at a 25, but we've been ranging consistently for about a month. The crypto bubbles are red across the board. We've got flow down 30%. FTT is down 90% on the seven-day, but let's dive into the total coin market cap and see what's going on. We're sitting at $852 billion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 38% dominance. Ethereum is 18%. Bitcoin is taking a major hit, sitting at $16,700 this morning. Ethereum is $1,200. XRP is $0.37. Cents. Cardano is $0.34. Cents. Cosmos is $11. Algorand is 29 And Quant Network is dipping at 115 Johnny Crypto, wake up, my friend. We got 145 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Ran into some technical difficulties this morning. So we're going to run into the introductions. Johnny K, how you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling good. It's glad to see that we got everybody back today. I'm feeling real good with my new shirt, my Rat Snake Weasel shirt. Thanks to uh, Becky and Brandon. But yeah, everything's good, Abs. Glad Glad you're safe down there. I know there was a big storm. Flood, passion through your uh through your through your town i missed all you guys yesterday as well it's good to be back good to see nft tones too and let me not forget to say good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there love you guys appreciate you guys for showing up every day we got a lot of good news so we're gonna hop into it today and see what the hell is going on and who is the next 
maybe the new leader of the RSW index. And Johnny, does it surprise you at all though with the market collapsing? The White House is telling us they're going to save us with crypto regulation. But before we dive into that, Shocker. let's kick it to NFT Tones this morning. NFT Tones, thank you for being here. We're about to show our listeners a short video from the founder of HBAR breaking down what happens typically during a market collapse. But before we dive into that, how are you feeling? And thank you for being here. I am feeling fantastic. With all the blood in the streets, you know what I'm doing? I'm continuing to DCA and I'm excited because I kind of want to see how low we're going to go because the lower we go, the better pricing, the better pricing I'm getting. So I want to see how low we go. I'm excited. Exactly, Tones. And we're going to dive into that today. So let's start this show off with a quick video for our listeners from the founder of HBAR, the Hedera Project, breaking down exactly what happens during a bear market. Typically, the history of any kind of market is that you have this enormous springing up of thousands and thousands of companies, and then you have a crash, and then you get down to three or four whatever big companies that continue on. There, and that's the way every revolution tends to happen. Johnny Crypto, and I think that's what we're watching take place right now with the FTT collapse. There's many rumors about other exchanges being insolvent behind the scenes, and now we're seeing pressure from the general public to reveal those exchanges. So maybe you can talk about some of the positive aspects coming out of this. With the market collapsing, it does seem like we're getting a more clear picture of what's truly taking place. What have you been watching, my friend? Yeah, you know, so first of all, I see Gonzo in the chat. Gonzo was scheduled to be on today. The schedule got completely screwed up. That was my fault. So Gonzo, if you're out there and you want to hop in, come on in. We can use you. Um, but, are, you know, here's what happens, Ab. So when you're in a situation like this, when something bad happens, there's going to be now talk about it bad happening everywhere. And everybody's going to get panicky and everybody's going to get worried. And this is where I try to stay calm. I don't go, I try not to swing one way or the other. And the reality is this, none of us knows how deep or how bad the whole FTX and Alameda investment debacle goes. And I think that's why there's a lot of fear and FUD out there right now, because we just don't know how far it stretches. I know Kraken put on an announcement yesterday saying that they're totally solvent, not an issue. They don't, they don't get involved. They weren't even in touching the FTX thing. So hopefully you'll see more exchanges who are solvent or, or solid come out and do that. But to me, I would just encourage everybody, don't panic. You probably should get your you know, keys off, off the exchanges. Get them on the wall. There's been emails going on all morning about everybody in our team moving everything off the exchanges. It's probably a smart thing to do. Um, so stay calm. Get your keys in a place where you feel comfortable with. Abs, and that's all you could do as we wait to see what happens. But there's no shocker here. Problem, reaction, solution that we're hearing the White House saying regulation is needed. Couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. And we got 214 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Sorry about the technical details, but we got it all figured out. So we're going to let this short clip play and go back to Johnny for some comments as well as NFT tones. Here we go. Without proper oversight, uh, cryptocurrencies, they uh, risks harming everyday Americans. So this is something that uh, clearly we monitor and, and uh, that we see as an important uh, important issue, but the most re recent <clears throat> new news further underscores uh, these concerns and highlights why uh, prudent regulation of cryptocurrencies is indeed needed. Uh, the White House, along with the relevant agencies, will again closely monitor uh, the situation as it, as it develops. So Johnny Crypto, not only does crypto harm the investors, printing into oblivion harms the investors, my friend. And that's what's about to take place right now. I'm going to kick it to you and then NFT Tones. What do you think about the White House using this situation as a way to bring in regulation for this market? 
Yeah, of course. It's just, no shock. No, no shocker here. She says we need regulation. You think? What the hell have we been saying on this show for nine months? No freaking shit. The whole space needs it. So, you know, um, you know, I think from that, you know, there is a lot of I don't know what this guy means. Please speak on Crow. I know there was some conversation today. I've got an update prepared for them. There was a delisting from exchanges because that stable coins failed to reach certain qualifications. We'll dive into that in probably a half an hour. Okay, gotcha. All right. So stay tuned, guys, for the crow questions. But on this topic, yeah, I'm not surprised that, you know, the way things work is you have to have a problem to bring a solution, right? That's what we do here with Merlin, right? We found the problem. Here is Merlin. We found the problem. We bring a solution. There's a problem here. You know, these things clashing, now collapsing. Now they're going to come and say, oh, we need a solution. And they're going to be regulation. The regulation. And we're going to get that. There's some bad policy regulations out there. There's some good policy regulations out there. And what we need to see is which one of those actually gets pushed through. That, to me, is the most important part that I'm keeping an eye on right now. NFT Tones, I love this quote right here. The White House said that cryptocurrencies are a risk harming everyday investors and prudent regulation is the solution. NFT Tones, what's this mean to you, my friend? Do you trust the White House to create standards and regulations for the crypto market? I, I To be honest, I don't know. After seeing... Everything that's happened, if you guys noticed, FTX crashed on the day of the election. It imploded on the day of the election. And now after the election, there are actually there's a judge that came out and they're trying to actually say that Biden giving away all that money for college kids is actually unconstitutional. So I find it really interesting that they were kind of playing the election, trying to get Uh, mute button got you there, Tones, but I'm going to kick it right back to you, my friend. Go go ahead. Floor is yours. <laughs> all right. So as I was saying, uh, so did you guys hear any of that at all? Yeah. Yep. Oh, you Continue. did? Okay. So so uh, basically, I think that it's going to be coming now. I think that regulation is going to be really, really big. And depending on what they do, I feel like it's going to be it could be really, really bad for normal investors, depending on how they go about this now. Because to me, it feels like that they kind of did this on the day of election. So people wouldn't realize that people won't uh, decide who to vote on. Like people don't have to worry about like that kind of stuff. So I feel like that they did it after the election. So people aren't thinking about it. Interesting. So you think this was all planned from day one. Johnny, I'm going to kick it back to you after I read this detail here. Only 10% of FTX 8.8 billion in customer funds were backed by liquid assets. That is devastating for everyday investors. What does it mean to you, my friend? And how many exchanges do you believe are operating the same way and are yet to be exposed? You know, this, what does this sound like to you? Fractionalized uh, reserves, right? Sounds like the banking system. Uh, literally, literally, the and this is exactly what could happen to our banking system when there's a run on the banks. Obviously, there was a run on FTX um, to put them out, but they didn't have the money. And that's the problem I have with any of this stuff. <clears throat> and I hate to tell you, um, that's funny. Susie's calling out the eights there because eights is the, the number of money in in, uh, in numerology. But um, anyway, nonetheless, a life pass, that's right. Nonetheless, you know, what, what we what we're seeing here is a situation where you you don't know what because these there's no regulation yet abs we don't know what the story is in terms of how they have to be regulated or what the reserves are that they have to keep 
to be able to service um, all the customers, right? To me, I never understood why you need less than 100%. Because if everybody comes running, you should have to have the money available. But that's just not how our system works. It never will. We have a fractional reserve system, and I assume that's also going to apply to the uh, crypto exchanges as well. But anyway, it looks like we have somebody there, so I'll turn it back over to you. Awesome, guys. We got Gonzo, the Super G, joining us live on the stream. So welcome in, Gonzo. We're talking about the FTX news. But before we dive into that, I want to say thank you for being here and how you feeling, my friend. I'm doing good, man. Uh, just, you know, uh, I can't stay long, but I just want to jump on for a little bit with you guys. But yeah, it was just watching what you guys were doing. And uh, yeah, it's been a crazy week, right? With the whole thing. Uh, I know you guys were talking about regulation. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that's funny, right? Like, because nobody bats an eye at the at the banking system, right? Which is fractionalized banking, which is what Johnny was talking about. But that's where these guys learned it, right? It's from their playbook, right? Um, not having enough assets to cover. So when you go on a, when you get what's called a bank run, uh, they don't have enough to cover, right? And the craziest part about the whole regulation thing is that what we really need protection from is these centralized exchanges, right? It's it's the centralized exchanges. It's the centralized entities that have been ruining crypto and causing all of this chaos, right? It's not the decentralized. But yet when you saw what SBF was, SBF was trying to do in that regulation, he was trying to get rid of DeFi, but that's exactly what we need, right? It's these centralized entities that are absolutely crushing the market. But hey, you know what? All I see is opportunities, right? Because all I was doing was dollar cost averaging in. Gonzo, I want to kick it right back to you because I know we only have you for a few minutes. One of the things that appeared to me yesterday when I was reading about the FTX news is I feel that many of these exchanges are leveraged extremely similar behind the scenes. And when we look at the market and we're like, why is the market move exactly the same on all these projects? Why would the 27th largest token collapse projects like XRP and Ethereum? It's because they're all leveraged trading in the same manner and none of them have their stop losses set. We actually heard from one of the highest financial players in FTX yesterday saying they don't use stop losses on any of their trading strategies. And that could be one of the reasons we watched the market collapse yesterday. So feel free to speak to that. Yeah, you know, it just goes to like what we've talked about before or what um, Mr. Wonderful talks about. It's leverage, right? Uh, when we get into these bull cycles, people get full of themselves and they start to get over leveraged so that when the market corrects, that leverage get exposed, right? Just like bad business models. We've said that before. Bad business models get exposed and getting this over leverage, right? What these guys did, it was absolutely insane, right? They took FTT, they created it, and then they used it as collateral to get other people's money. Now, where they even crossed the line more was instead they could have just kept it at the FTT thing with the Alameda research, but they actually went against their own terms of service. And we'll see if this ends up being something that's criminal, but they ended up using their customers' assets, right? And, 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 and leveraged the customers' assets and then lost them, right? But, but you're right, uh, Abs, uh, that's what happens. You know, these guys forget uh, what a bear market looks like, maybe through inexperience or just the greed gets to them and they start making an obscene amount of money <clears> and they think that they're like, you know, that it's just going to keep going and then the market corrects uh, and then they end up losing everyone's money. Yeah, I'm going to go on record right now, Gonzo, place a bet with you. I'll bet you a million sheep. All right, I don't know, that's like three bucks, but I'll bet you a million sheep. Sam Bank Freeman ain't going, Doquan ain't going to jail. And Freeman ain't going to jail just the way Flair wasn't going to launch on time. I'm happy to bet you. I don't see it's not going to happen. 
That's, Johnny, that's actually, can I ask you something? Right. Back in 2008, we watched the entire markets collapse and it happened in a more legitimate or traditional way through the stocks and through the housing market. Nobody went to jail during exactly. that situation. So what do you think about players like Doquan who, who lost $60 billion and, and Sam Beckman-Fried? Do these guys ever end up behind bars or, or what is typically, how does this play out? Um, I think in the yeah. U.S. See that? Probably know that's like a, what he's saying, slap on but the wrist. I mean, I don't know about like outside of the U.S., right? Because uh, like Doquan, I you know the Singapore authority might be looking for them. Like I, you know, I don't know. You got to remember too that these guys aren't part, and and I'm not going to take that sucker's bet either, too, Johnny, because I he probably won't end up going to jail. But remember you're too, smart these guys aren't part of the legacy financial system, so I feel like sometimes they're not protected as some of these other guys, right? They're not that institutional money. They were like this new money that came up and how dare you challenge uh, that old money. And so, you know, eventually someone's going to be made an example of. Right. And so why not SBF? Right. Why not Doquan? But I, I do believe that the, the Singapore authorities are looking for Doquan. But I mean, you're right. Most of the time, these guys don't end up uh, going to jail. And it's really sad because I guarantee you, like, if we did something like this, you better bet your uh, bottom dollar that we'd be going to jail. You Go better on. not steal $1,000 from your local mall because you'll be in prison in no time. But if you lose $8 billion, no problem, my friend. But Johnny, I know you had a comment the fact that FTX just filed. FTX US, after telling people yesterday that they were fine, there's nothing wrong behind the scenes, today they filed for bankruptcy. And we're going to dive into the details of the second apology from Sam Bankman-Fried this week. Johnny, we got 291 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you for being here. We got Gonzo Super G, and I think we're going to have the Node Defender joining us. But before we do that, Johnny K, what's on your mind? So this this rat snake weasel came out two days ago and said, oh, he said, oh, oh everything's you know, okay with FTX US. This is just limited to FTX Europe or whatever the hell they, wherever the hell is out there. And, and now we're seeing today it's going bankrupt. So, so abs, I got it out here. Let's just, let's roll and let's see where we land with Friedman. Let's see where he is. Does he get Save some room for Gensler? Don't, don't crank it no, all the no, way no. up. He's way past Gensler. He's <laughs> I'm going to play Friedman's right about there. He right on his, he's about as far. Actually, the way you know, he's, he's right here at the scale. Yeah. He's right there. That's where our boy Friedman is right there. As far as you can get on the rat snake weasel list, he has now surpassed Jim Kramer. Kramer is no longer the head of the rat snake. But but Johnny, Johnny, wait, but look, it says, I'm really sorry again. <laughs> but he's really sorry, right? You know That's again. better than just being sorry. You know like, what? Hold I'm, on. Because I'm he because really, he apologized. Really I'm gonna, sorry. Because he apologized, like, I'm gonna put him past the weasel. He goes, he broke the scale. He broke that yeah. rat weasel. He's sorry. Absolutely. I'm sorry dude. that like, I lost your I, money and broke the whole entire crypto in. Just think about it. Like, if you lost money, like in FTX, like, do you really want to hear some bullshit apology from SBF saying that he's sorry, and then Absolutely not even not. owning it, like making up a bunch of different excuses as if they didn't go against their own terms of service and they use customers' um, assets to, like, you know, that they lost, right? It's not like it, it, it's something that they did that was an accident, right? Like they had good intentions and then it just happened. No, dude, it's like malicious, yeah. right? They knew, especially after seeing Celsius collapse and everything that happened, all the like interviews that he did, right? So he, it, it was 100% intentional what he did. And let's dive into the details here of this second apology from him this week. He said, today I filed FTX, FTX US and Almeida for voluntary chapter 11 proceedings in the United States, which basically means bankruptcy. I'm really, really sorry again, he said that we ended up here. 
Hopefully things can come and find a way to recover. Hopefully this can bring some amount of transparency, trust, and governments to all of them. Honestly, I'm going to stop it right there, Johnny, because we've talked about this from day one. Problem, reaction, solution. The man who donated the second most money to the, to the Democrats was Sam Bankman-Fried. Here he is promoting regulation and actually saying that the collapse of his exchange is an excuse for the government to take control. Speak to it, my friend. Speak to it. God, I'm going to get myself in trouble if I say go speak what I want to speak. So I'm just going to say this. <laughs> you see why he's a rat snake weasel. And obviously he's donated a significant amount of money to a certain party that probably is going to, like I said, I don't think anything's going to happen to him. He's just, I mean, he shouldn't even be out there right now. He should already be handcuffed, theoretically, right? If there's a, if there's a, but financial crimes are very, very hard. You said it earlier, Abs. 2008, we took the whole goddamn country down and nobody went to jail. Once some one low level guy that, you know, had nothing to do with it actually went to jail. So the reality is nobody's going to jail here either. He's going to skate free um, because I, I think we all are saying it on the show that we believe this was somewhat planned. I know nobody wants to believe it and I have no proof of that, but most likely, you know, was set up to be able to create problem, reaction, solution. And now we just have to wait and see what the solution is. And hopefully it's not going to be bad. But the reality is I know what it's going to be. It's going to be crypto. I've been saying this on the show for a long time. Cryptocurrency bad, CBDC good. Pretty soon you're going to get introduced to the CBDCs, my friend, and how they're going to be the best thing since sliced bread. That's what you're going to get sold. Johnny K, you're spot on. And although I wish that wasn't the case, I do think that's what our listeners should be prepared for. We got 314 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to bring you an update of what CEO of FTX was doing behind the scenes, talking about how many of their trades they don't set stop losses on and they love losing money. Yeah, absolutely. Could pull it off without my math degree. <laughs> Use very little math. Um, use a lot of like uh, elementary school math, being comfortable with risk is very important. Um, we tend not to have things like stop losses. I think those aren't necessarily a great risk management tool. I'm trying to think of a good example of a trade where I've lost a ton of money. Um, well, I don't know. I probably don't want to go into specifics too much yeah, with that. Isn't it funny, Gonzo? I'm going to kick it right to you and just give us some truth here. How do you feel about her Bro. laughing? With the Dude, loss that of $8 billion dollars. I, I gotta tell you, bro, that infuriates me. Like, I'm so pissed right now because, I mean, first of all, like, she looks like she's 12 years old. Like, she shouldn't be the CEO of anything. And they probably just put her there as a puppet so they could do everything that they did. But to sit there and laugh, right? People lost money, right? I'm sure, and we tell people this all the time, right? Don't put anything that you can't risk losing. But you know how human beings are, right? They see this as an out, and they get. Again, over leveraged, they get over invested, but people lost money, dude. There was billions of dollars lost. We still don't know where this contagion is going to go, what other things are going to go down, right? BlockFi, they went out this morning, right? Um, and the thing with BlockFi is like, we already knew they were in trouble. They got a loan from FTX. And so that should have been a signal to people like, hey, these guys are not stable. I should get all my stuff off. That was your last chance to get things off. But for her to sit there and laugh, um, like, you don't use stop losses. Like it's just, it's just ridiculous. Like when you see her, like think about like Brad Garlinghouse and how he presents. Right. And now you're talking about her. She's the, the CEO of Alameda research. Are you kidding me, dude? And now guess like, which one Gary Gensler like, decided to attack. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you went after ripple. Like you, that she's like the poster child for if the sec should be taking action it should be her, right? 
And nothing's going to happen to her either. Because if you look into the background and see who she's related to, and her, her father is good buddies with guess who? Mr. Gary Gensler. So guess what, boys? Nothing's happening to her too. You're right. When I first saw her, I literally thought she was like the daughter of somebody like a high school. I thought she was like a high school kid, 12 years old, 18. She's like 28 in the head and running this company. But then you realize later, she's just a puppet being put there by the big boys. Right. Um, and, but I will say this, she is right about one thing is stop losses are a bad thing because the way the market makers play the game, they can see all your stop losses guys. And what do they do? The reason why you get wicks, wicks, guess what those are? Those are what's called stop loss wipeouts. They come in, they wipe out your stop loss because they can see them, and then they go. So while while I don't appreciate her laughing about people losing money, that's disgusting. She is right in a way that stop losses are not a great tool, and you should be you should be very careful when you manage your investments on how you play the game because those are typically there to get wiped out by the wicks. And NFT Tones, we broke down this list yesterday of the major major companies investing in FTX behind the scenes, and we have some of the largest financial players on the planet. BlackRock, Sakota, Circle, SoftBank, many of the largest players on the planet are invested in FTX and experiencing the losses of that $8.8 billion. I know you had a comment. I'm going to kick it to you, my friend. I, I just find it really amazing that like these people are probably most likely going to get away with this. And it's just, it's just a really scary thought because the amount of money that everybody is losing and these people don't care about the average investors that are investing in this. And it's just really really scary to see and like i know it's going to create a lot more fud in this market and what's worse about what's bad about this is a lot of people are going to be scared until we get that regulation now so depending on what happens with that regulation i think it could be really really bad or good mario we're kicking it straight to you my friend because with the markets collapsing the white house has come to the rescue and they're saying that they are going to create urgent crypto regulation in order to solve all of retail investors worries but before we dive into that thank you for being here and how you feeling my friend feeling good man thanks for having me it's great to be back two days in a row gonzo oh and he's out <laughs> he's out but oh did I get kicked out? I guarantee that's Johnny Crypto behind the scenes, but we're going to keep oh this show gosh. rocking and rolling because nobody else would mess with the cameras like that. Somebody <laughs> asked about Sam Bankman-Fried's political donations. Somebody asked about Sam Bankman-Fried's political donations and of the $39.9 billion he donated, 37.7 went to the Democratic campaign. So Johnny, while I pull up our next article breaking down what the White House is doing behind the scenes, I'd love for you to comment on the fact that Sam is calling for crypto regulation because his exchange collapsed. And who wants regulation? The Dems, my friend. Yeah, and you can see where the money's going. Follow the money, boys. <laughs> Follow the money. I call that the get-out-of-jail-free card. I don't know. I could be wrong. But the reality is, you know, it's just hilarious. It's high, It's highly ironic and hypocrisy. The hypocrisy is off the charts that you have a guy saying, hey, decentralization is bad. We need to do centralization. And then the centralized exchange gets wrecked it's yeah. just that part that part of it doesn't make sense because to go and justify passing a bill uh for 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 fixing decentralization when it's the centralized part that faulted is the part i don't understand yet i'm not sure how they're going to work that angle so that, that's very interesting to see how this whole thing plays out abs i'm a little confused i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna say the story here the narratives don't add up right so we'll see how this plays out
You're going to like this article, Johnny. We found a very, very interesting detail about Gary Gensler trying to bail out Sam Bankman-Fried before this collapse took place. And we got a tweet to read for our listeners. It said, I want to be clear about something. The SEC was on the brink of offering a relief and exemption package for FTX because Sam Bankman-Fried was considered the adult in the room. He was the one creating regulation behind the scenes in D.C., and he's the one whose family was favorable political connection, has favorable political connections to Chairman Gary Gensler. Mario, I want to kick it right back to you, my friend. We talk about how all these players are operating behind the scenes. It looks like he's a bad guy, and it looks like he's a good guy, but in reality, they're working together and guiding us towards a more centralized and regulated market. This is a clear example. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Yeah, what goes on behind the scenes, they don't want people to know. I mean, it's just that's just how it is. And I think uh, that's something that BitBoy was trying to raise uh, everybody's attention to was what's going on behind the scenes, you know, this decentralization movement versus the centralized movement. And it's just crazy. Like what, what's happening right now is absolutely insane. The connections that they have with uh, with people in power just kind of tell us that so much stuff gets done under the table. You know what I mean? It's, it's just unbelievable. And uh, I can't help but but to feel like we're, we're witnessing some of these uh, – like these events just remind me of that Lehman Brothers kind of situation. It's just, it's just crazy. And Mario, check out these statistics here because they're breaking down what the SEC may have known behind the scenes. Masari has been working for five years on data and standards disclosures for the crypto industry, and we appreciate the SEC's mandate. But the progressive standby that the SEC needs more oversight over the crypto markets is an idea devoid of substance. They failed. And Representative Tom Emmer and the House of Financial Services are 100% right to investigate the SEC's investigation, sorry, relationship with Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX. They were directly a target. I cannot grasp how consumer groups and policies who truly care about investor protection retain faith in the chairman of the SEC when we continue to see actions like this. Johnny, before we dive into our next article, I'd love to hear some closing remarks here. Tom Emmer called out Gary Gensler for exactly what I just explained. What do you think, my friend? You know, so the problem with all these things is you get a lot of these call outs, but nothing happens. This is where the frustration happens with the common man. When you see all this, whatever you want to call it, backdoor deals, corruption, all this stuff happening. And the common man gets, you know, gets get a slap on the wrist, goes to jail. And yet these guys abs tend to always get a free pass. So, you know, I don't know. It's very frustrating. We'll see where it, where, where it ends. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters right now to any of us is what kind of solution or reaction we see, or I should say solution, that comes out of this. And to me, we then need to see, you know, the details of that solution to hopefully pray that it doesn't handicap the decentralized part of crypto. Exactly, Johnny. And one of the people who's been ahead of the game when it comes to exactly what you just referenced to is BitBoy Crypto. And we've got another update for our listeners here. As he put out a video just two days ago stating in the next 48 hours, we were going to get a massive announcement. He retweeted this video this morning saying, stay tuned. It's coming today. So I'm going to let this short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go. Just keep your eyes peeled. In the next 48 hours, a gigantic mainstream story about this is coming out. So, uh, and I've been working with the reporter for a while now, and so you guys are going to find out more. And we just skim the surface. We just skim the surface with this stuff. We're talking major mafia-type charges. We're talking RICO charges. We're talking racketeering. We're talking counterfeiting, counterfeiting, tax evasion. We're talking all of it. All this stuff is going to start coming out. 
This is dangerous, Johnny Crypto. It's a very exciting time to be following this narrative. But at the same time, I feel like there's more uncertainty in the market than ever. Regardless of the fact that we've completed our bear market regression and prices are down nearly 90% on altcoins, it looks like narratives like this are continuing to emerge from the market. And I think we could see some other major players fall, maybe even a crypto.com or you made reference to Kraken. But we're seeing BitBoy explaining how there's many other companies operating illegally behind the scenes. I'm anticipating that we're going to hear some bad news later this week. I'd like to hear from you. You know, if if some of the things he's talking about, and I think he's referring to, I, I didn't catch the beginning of that. Was he referring to uh, SBF, to Sam Bank Freeman when he was I believe about? so. Yeah, yeah. To me, you know, it's going to be very interesting because if there's if there's real live evidence of those kinds of things, which, you know, RICO law, tax evasion, things like that, which are actually prosecutable, then there is a chance that something like that you know, maybe he could go to, you know, go to jail or get arrested. But the reality is, you know, that that's going to have to be proven in the court of law. And you know how it works in America. So there's going to have to be really, really good evidence behind those things that BitBoy is calling out. And if they are, then, yeah, then 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 SBF is really in trouble. But we because we did see in 2008, really nobody went to jail. And this is this is kind of a similar situation of cooking the books. And so the question is. You know, or is there really true crimes here? Is there true evidence? And if so, yeah, then then you will see him go to jail. So he says in 48 hours, I think that was, was that filmed today? I thought I saw that yesterday. Yesterday. So, so yeah, so that means in 24 hours, hopefully by this weekend, we'll, we'll see. We'll, I'll be paying attention to BitBoy and see what's coming out. And BitBoy just tweeted out about an hour ago saying, res- responding to that exact, to that exact tweet saying, coming today. So Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, even Mario. better. I don't have to wait till tomorrow. I get the popcorn now. I love it. All right, let's yes. go. Exactly, Johnny. And we've got a really cool update here. This is an interesting one for our listeners because this is an update from CryptoLaw.us saying over 1,500 messages have been sent to our congressional app in the last 12 hours demanding a congressional investigation into what Gary Gensler and Sam Bankman-Fried were collaborating on for months before the implosion of FTX. So, Mario, this could be an indicator of some more devastating news here, but I'd like to hear some of your thoughts Gary Gensler seems to be coming under fire. When we talk about SEC officials, it's like Johnny said many times, it's just a slap on the wrist. So do you think we'll see anything legitimate come out of these claims and supposed investigations into Gary Gensler and FTX? I mean, I certainly hope that we do, but I can't help but to agree with Johnny that in situations like this, unfortunately, these these guys just get a slap on the wrist and and then nothing happens. You know, they're not they're not held accountable for for the implications of of everything that's happening. So I can't help but I hope that they do, but I don't think they will. Thank you, Mario. And I'm just reading this comment here for our listeners. But Johnny, before we show our listeners the smartest way to track your crypto, I'd love to get some comments from you here. 1,500 messages have been sent so that the SEC, so that Congress can investigate the SEC working with FTX. Could this be an indicator of what BitBoy was just talking about? No, this is going to be political theater. There's nothing going to come out of this. This is just going to be, oh, those, oh yeah, we're working this. We're trying to help that. We're regulating this, blah, 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 blah. They'll feed you some story that, that you want to hear, I suspect. I don't. I, I think it's just going to be political theater. <laughs> when have you ever seen a congressional investigation lead to anything other than political theater? Just give me one example. Give me one. Johnny, this is a good example of why you need an exit plan because when we saw the markets react to the CPI news today, it shows that they all move together. We're showing you a list of stocks, gold, Bitcoin, and the euro all moving in perfect correlation on some bullish news. And we've seen that happen a thousand times before in the crypto market. With that being said, Johnny K, let that ad play, my friend. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. 
The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and totals since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com. That's MerlinCrypto.com and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Johnny Crypto, hopefully we can start moving people away from the centralized exchanges and onto platforms where they have control of their own currencies. And that's what I love about Merlin here. It lets the user create an exit plan and stick to that exit plan and also hopefully not leave their crypto on exchanges. But I want to kick it to you for some closing remarks. Then we're going to show our listeners a video of Coinbase CEO stating regulation, it's coming. Yeah, well, so first of all, Abs, unfortunately, Merlin will not take your keys off your exchanges. We just show you what you have on your exchanges or in your wallets. Um, but it certainly will let you see what the hell's going on all in one place and be able to let you know, you know, send you a notification when it's when you when you've hit your targets that you've set up. So we're excited about that. We're working on it. I got some more testing we'll be doing this weekend on it. So we're we're getting closer and closer. Guys, get on that wait list, click on the link below. Get in there so you'll get your free 30-day notice trial when we're ready to launch, hopefully in the next you know month or two or three, whatever. We're getting close, but uh, get on there. Have that tool ready because you want to gear up for when that next bull run comes, baby, because it's going to be coming. Exactly, my friends. And we call 2023 the year of institutional adoption, but it could be the catalyst that creates regulation for this market. And that's what the CEO of Coinbase is breaking down right here. So we're going to let the short clip play and go to the node defender. Here we go. What happened at FTX is not possible to happen at Coinbase, and um, we are a regulated institution in the United States. Um, we actually have a broker-dealer license um, that is not, it's dormant. We haven't, uh, the SEC, we've tried to work with them to sort of make it more active. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of willingness there. We do have a, a license with the CFTC um, in, our, in our derivatives business. So that's, that's what I'll say about that. So, Johnny, what I do like about Coinbase being a publicly traded company is they have to disclose their holdings. But I said I was going to go to Mario first, so I don't want to go past Mario. Mario, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts about what the CEO of Coinbase is saying here. Is this another example of everyone moving us towards a regulated market? And it looks like there's good guys and bad guys, but they have the same narrative. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm at a point where I trust no one. And, you know, just earlier this week, uh, when the whole FTX thing happened, <laughs> hey, Johnny, you're an exception, okay? But uh, All right, you know, I feel when, better now. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> but when you know Sam Bank, Sam Bank, uh, bankrupt Freed came out and he said that, uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to I had to throw that one in there. But uh, he came out and he said, "Hey, look, FTX US is totally fine." Well, guess what? In 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 the bankruptcy filing today, FTX US is also in there. So you can't trust anybody at this point. I mean, I get that we're gonna get a lot of fud being spread across the market right now because everybody's going to be doubting the exchanges, whether it's crypto.com, Coinbase, Kraken. But I honestly think that you should be on the safe side. If you don't need to have your coins in your in your in in the exchange, then get them off the exchange. That's, you know, you're better safe than sorry. If you got away with Celsius and now you got away with FTX, you know, you don't want the next exchange to go down because it could happen. We've seen it time and time again. What these guys are coming out and saying, it means nothing because we don't know exactly what's going on in the background. 
And yeah. Sam Bankman-Fried came out and said, you know, FTX is great. We're going to try and buy Celsius. <laughs> and then look what happened to FTX a few months later. So yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Don't trust this nobody. Is, this is the problem is there's no accountability. So these guys can come out and they can say whatever the hell they want. And at the end of the day, when they lie to you, all they have to do is do what Sam did today. Oh, apologize for lying. I mean, so it, it, this guy could be lying too. He could be a liar. Now, like to your point, though, you did say, Abs, the one thing here is because he's a publicly traded company, they have to disclose more than most of these non-regulated, non-publicly traded uh, crypto exchanges. So maybe CoinSafe is a, uh, Coinbase is a little safer. But personally, I don't like Coinbase from its usability, so I don't use it at all. And Mario's right. I'm actually starting to think about getting my stuff off the exchanges, too. I've got a lot of stuff staked. I didn't want to move it, but it, it feels like we almost have to now because as much as I love Kraken, and I think they're probably the most safest, I think Crypto.com is probably the, the least safest. They're probably next because they spent a shit ton of money on ads and advertisements. Who knows where that money came from? The nice thing about Kraken is you didn't see them doing that. You didn't see them creating their own coin, creating it out of thin air. Binance has their own coin. Who knows how they created it, right? Who knows? I don't know. I'm not saying maybe Binance is stable, but the point is you just don't know with any of these exchanges. It's very, very tricky, very, very safe. And like we always say here, not your keys, not your coins. So I think all our words are smart enough to know you've got to get your keys off the exchanges into wallets that you trust. And one of our listeners asked, what was that cold wallet CJV showed us about two months ago? That cold wallet was most likely the Ledger Nano S. So if you want to check it out, make sure you buy it straight from their website. I'm not paid or affiliated with them, but I do use their product and I think it's great. With that being said, I want to read this next quote for our listeners here. As CEO of Coinbase added that FTX does not represent every company in crypto. Many of the exchanges have very different strategies and working towards regulatory compliance was essential for Coinbase. In doing so, they received license from for the CFTC, the money transmission license, and they're forced to release audited financial statements to the public. This happens uh, every quarter. So this is pretty interesting, Mario. I'd love to get some closing remarks here before we dive into our next article. Over the last few weeks, we've seen Coinbase's reputation take a huge hit. But ever since the FTX collapse, it seems like this may be one of the more trusted exchanges. What do you think about Coinbase in particular and the move towards centralization here? Yeah, I mean, I think that Coinbase is probably the least likely to for that to happen just because of the fact that they're public, their holdings have to be publicly disclosed. But nonetheless, like it, I don't think that means anything. Those statements, I mean, was FTX not complying with the government? I mean, Sam bankman fried was lobbying for crypto in Congress like all the time. So, you know, why was Gary Gensler going after Ripple when there was that massive elephant in the room? Like I said yesterday, there was a massive elephant in the room, which is FTX and the whole um, house of cards that they were building. So why weren't they going after them? Or why didn't they see what they were doing or regulate what they were doing? So we know that this is an issue with regulation. We know that regulation is at fault here for not having a good framework so that companies, uh, projects, centralized exchanges have to comply with it. And I just hope that unfortunately, there's a lot of people that, that, uh, well, I don't hope, let me take that back. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that have lost money, but I hope that this opens the door for, for regulation to come into play and to prevent this from happening again. Well, the danger, Mario, we talked about that before you got on the show is what we're worried about is it probably will open the door for regulation, but the question is which one? We know there's some really bad bills out there right now being passed around. You know, the one that, that SBF started um, that, that, will de that will handcuff decentralization. So while we want want regulation to come. Jeez. Oh, it was, are killing morning. 
Um, I'm going to throw Johnny on mute real quick since he's chopping it up. But we're going to bring up our next article here because I want to remind our listeners that Coinbase and Crypto.com are two of the exchanges that are rumored to be insolvent behind the scenes. And I want to bring some hard evidence here if I can find it. Johnny, I see we got you back on the stream. I'm going to kick it right back to you while I pull up that evidence. Yeah, I was just saying, I don't know if you guys, how much you heard of that, but um, what the hell was I saying? What were we talking about? What the hell was I saying, Mario? <laughs> you remember? Oh, we were talking, we we're discussing how it opens the door for the regulation that we don't want. For oh, state. yeah. So we had Joe on the other day uh, who, who had Joe, uh, he's like an SEC kind of attorney and also has an exchange, runs an exchange. Um, and he was saying, well, Abs actually asked him, hey, are you for regulation? And you know what his answer was? He's like, it depends. It depends on what kind we get. Is it going to be the, the kind of bills that he and BitBoy are trying to get passed? Or is it going to be the ones that Freeman, you know, is trying to pass? Because that could be very, very bad for, for crypto and all of us. So th this is not, this is, this is, what's the word I'm looking for? Very interesting times right now for crypto to see which way this pendulum is saying. You know what? Uh, Yosko says all the time. First day, you know, then we're in the fight you stage. Well, which way is this fight? Where are we going to fall? Where's the pendulum going to fall on this? And, you know, most likely we know where they want to go. And that's not good for us if they end up in the court of like CBDC. So we'll have to see where it lands. Let's hope it's not as bad. And we got some strong comments from Gary Gensler here that I'd love to break down for our listeners, because as we've stated before, regulators are claiming that this is the time to create regulation around this market so that they can gain greater, greater control of cryptocurrency. We got 333 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to show you a video of Gary Gensler talking about what he's anticipating from crypto regulation and what that could do for the entire industry. I'm going to let this clip play and get some comments from the group. Here we go. Billions, if not billions of dollars that are going to get tied up that potentially will get lost in this situation by in investors, uh, not just retail investors, but pensions that have given money to venture capitalists that have invested in these things. Shouldn't this be more regulated? Yes, Andrew, and the laws are clear. And, and look, the runway is running out. I mean, uh, uh, the American public and, and investors around the globe are getting hurt by a field that says they, they put a lot of fancy talk around it, Andrew, and the technology is interesting. And I taught it at MIT, and I think that it's there is some interest innovations here, but we still need investor protection. And so what I would say is come in and talk to us. You've heard that before. The runway is getting right. shorter. And... The, the laws are clear, and it's pretty rich for me when I think about it. When I mean, look, there's also celebrities. You talked about celebrities. There's celebrity CEOs in this space. As well. He pretty much goes off on a tangent there, but I'd love to kick it around the group for some comments. Gary Gensler said there's clear rules and laws to abide by, and you should be abiding by them, but also yeah. you should be willing to come in and work with the SEC. Yeah, even yeah. yeah. go ahead, Johnny. Give it to I him. Mean, yeah, they're very clear. It's so simple that Ripple understood them, and Ethereum understood them, and everybody understood the laws. They're so clear. Oh, by the way, come on in. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, do like Ripple. Come in, not one, not two, not three. Come in five times. And what happened? Pow, you're going to slap with a lawsuit. That's what happened. Where's my girl, Angela? Is she out there today? Where's the wrestler? She's not out there today. Five times they came in to help them. Not one, not two, five. And you don't get help. You get slapped with a lawsuit. So come on, Gary. Come on, Gary. Come on. Oh, you know what? Let me pull it back. Abs. Abs, you know what? I don't know, man. He's kind of like right on the fringe right there, too. He's right there at the... Remember, he's bouncing off, boom, bouncing off the bottom. You can't tell people that, yes, 
You want them to come in and work with you. And then when they come in, they get slapped a lawsuit. That's just not going to work. Mario, so, this is what's concerning here, dude. It really does get me nervous that a lot of the exchanges were operating in the same way behind the scenes. And that's what Gary Gensler slightly indicating here. He said the head of the U.S. Exchange Commission is responding to the FTX collapse by saying the crypto industry is largely non-compliant with existing regulations. How convenient for the SEC. It's really as old as finances and it's antiquity. When you mix together a bunch of consumer money, non-disclosure, leverage, borrow against it, and inside these companies trading, investors get hurt every single time. And Mario, I think we're going to see a lot of that over the coming weeks. We've been calling for a bottom of about 12, 14K, and now we're seeing the circumstances line up to bring us down to those levels. I'd love to hear what you think. Is this just the beginning of exchanges collapsing around the world because of being over leveraged? Well, I hope not. I hope we've seen the last of it. I mean, I definitely think we're, there's more collateral damage that we haven't seen yet, that we haven't heard of yet. But as far as exchanges, man, I really hope that I'd, I'd hate to see more people lose, lose money. It's, it's terrible. But uh, one thought that I had as far as regulation, like how does a blockchain company start in the US? Like nobody knows. Like every, every person that's in the blockchain industry, they don't know how to operate in the United States. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Gary just said it's very clear. No, he didn't. He just said the rules are very clear. He just says the laws are clear. <laughs> right. He says that they're clear, but every person, every person running a blockchain company in the United States, they don't know how to do it. So they're they're pushed to do this overseas. And then overseas, it pushes it pushes the regulation to be more broad. And I feel like that that's how people are getting hurt. It's because we don't have good appropriate rules in the United States for the for the for the investors to not feel like they have to go overseas to get get this done. So and you know what's interesting, Johnny? It's like an inadvertent shot at Judge Torres saying that <laughs> one of our listeners comments to stop arguing, guys. Please stop arguing. I don't think they're arguing, Johnny K, but maybe it sounds like we're arguing out there. We're about to break down some XRP news for our listeners as the SEC just received some support from one of the rat snake weasel companies in the United States. We got 326 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got the Node Defender and NFT tones in the building. So this is going to be a great segment here. The CEO of financial technology firm InvestReady filed a document to support the SEC in its legal battle against Ripple Labs. The recent fiasco involving crypto exchange FTX promoted the CEO to consider submitting an amicus brief. He said, I'm frankly pissed off at these fraudulent actors who have continued to sully the name of this amazing technology. The FTX debacle was the last straw. Regulating the crypto industry is what Gary Gensler is most excited about, as he clearly stated that XRP was an unregistered security in the lawsuit. And this is what the CEO of iInvest was doubling down on. He stated that his brief include analysts on why he thinks it's a no-brainer that XRP was a security and also Ethereum was a security. But what now he considers Ethereum to be a commodity because it's decentralized, whereas with XRP, he says it's not quite decentralized enough. So Johnny K, I'm going to kick it straight to you. Two co couple of things stick out to me here. Number one, it's interesting that a company in the blockchain space would file in support of the SEC why are they hiding? What are they hiding? Why are they trying to get on their good side? And number two, he did say that Ethereum was also a security when it was first launched. Does that catch your attention? Well, you know why he, you know why he's 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 siding with the SEC because he don't want to get pow, he don't want to get a, lot, a lawsuit slapped on him. So I could get, I understand that part of it. That's simple. He's just ass kissing, right? A little smooching up there with Gary, la, 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 you know, a little butt kissing. You know, he's trying to get that in there. So I make sure he keeps his company safe so I can understand that. But the reality is we all, none of us are fools. We all know at the end of the day, the story that, yes, probably most likely when when, when they launched, when Ripple and Ethereum launched uh, their coins back. Mario, just jump in whenever it does that, please. In 20 
2013. Sorry, I was muted. I'm actually taking it, a timestamp. I'm gonna make sure to create a short out of this when he goes with his little with his lips. <laughs> that was so funny. I know. Unfortunately, I can't mute him in the background. There we hey, go, Johnny. Can yep. you guys hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know where you lost me, but anyway, I was just saying that I think at the end of the day, you know, he's just this is just a CYA butt kissing going on here. The reality is we know. We know the truth of what we believe are our securities and not securities. Now we just need somebody in Congress to write a law or a rule that says what it is so we can just get past all this stuff and get to to this beautiful technology that he talks about that's out there that's just getting wasted because nobody wants to write what it is, you know, what's law and what isn't. Mario, what I do think is interesting is that he said XRP is not quite decentralized enough, but anybody who knows how the node system works, of course, the node defender would, knows that XRP is clearly decentralized. You don't receive additional income for owning a large portion of XRP. Every single validator is given the same amount of voting rights. And I think that they forgot that key detail here, but I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. What do you think about him saying XRP is less decentralized than Ethereum? Also, he's siding with the SEC. Yeah, and, and actually validators on the XRP ledger don't even get incentivized to, to run these validators. As far as getting compensation, they don't get compensation. So, yeah, I I, I don't understand. Like, what, what, again, the SEC is focused on the completely different different side of, of the of the problem here. The, they're focusing on Ripple and what Ripple has done wrong. In the meantime, there's, you know, Gary's coming out and he's talking about protecting investors all the time. You know, when was, where was Gary when Celsius went down? Where was Gary when, when FTX was doing what they were doing. And that's the problem here. Thank you, Mario. And I want to bring up this last rumor here. NFT Tones, check out this news because it's been a while since we've heard from you, my friend. Crypto.com's native token CRO will be delisted on November 16th from CoinJar, which is an exchange because it states they no longer meet their listing requirements. I'm wondering what they may know behind the scenes. Is this an indicator that you shouldn't be trusting CRO at the moment until this news is figured out? Well, I'm I'm not gonna lie. After I just saw Crypto.com's holdings, I am shit in my pants because they hold more Shiba than ETH. They own about twenty percent Shiba, and it kind of blows my freaking mind. But uh, I don't know what exchange CoinJar is. Never heard of them. I don't know what they know, but it is definitely interesting the fact that they got delisted. I think it's really interesting the fact that. They hold more Shiba than anything else, pretty much. I, I just, I would definitely be very, very careful with crypto.com, especially after seeing what they hold. And NFT Tones, I'm going to update our listeners on what you were just breaking down here because crypto.com has, re- has released their token allocation and the second largest holding on their balance sheets is Shiba Inu consisting of 20% of their total holdings. This has a total net worth of just under $3 billion dollars. Bitcoin is at 31% dominant. Shiba is 20%. Ethereum, 17%. And then we've got a series of stable coins coming in in third place. Johnny Crypto, love to hear some of your thoughts. Crypto.com is releasing their, I think many exchanges are going to be forced to do this, release their reserves to the public. And it's a good thing because look at this, 20% of their float is in Shiba Inu. What the hell is going on? Yeah, first of all, I just yelled at my neighbor. I told them to upgrade their internet service so I can have better service. I appreciate it. I'm stealing their their Wi-Fi. So. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on with my internet today, but I do have the highest service available, and it still sucks, so I'm going to have to get on Spectrum. But anyway, um, you know what? This is scary. And when I see when I see something like that with a, main, a, a major crypto exchange, and it's holding 20% of sheep, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sitting there wondering who the hell's running the company. <laughs> Maybe I don't know something. Maybe I'm nuts. 
But that just seems like, you know, I know it's only 584 million. It doesn't seem like a lot, but that's, you know, for an exchange, you know, but that's no, 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 that was a joke. That was sarcasm on their part. Oh, okay. They yeah. were saying, oh, 584. It was a joke, but yeah, it, the point is, you know, that's a 20%. What's a $2 billion. They got $2 billion net worth there, which that doesn't even seem like that, that's a $3 billion net worth. Yeah. 3 billion network. So 20%. Yeah. It's about right. It's about 600, $600 million, 20%. Crazy. So that's a big, big number to be putting in a shit coin. And well, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not a shit coin. Maybe you guys know of a utility that I'm unaware of for Shiba. So when, I, when I look at that chart, so is this does this mean that this is what the people are holding on the crypto.com platform? Because if that's the case, then they need to hold a SHIB if there's that many SHIB investors using crypto.com. So they it's say not this is their proof of reserves. Which yep. means which means this is what they're holding for liquidity behind the scenes. So Mario, okay. it could be an indicator of what retail investors are holding, but I seriously doubt that there's more Shiba, more Shiba investors than Ethereum. So what I think is happening here is they're probably doing what we've just saw FTX doing. They're trading and they're operating behind the scenes without having to publicly disclose that information. This could be a little bit of insight here. These numbers, I'm sure we'll be able to break down more details over the weekend, but something is off here for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, we know crypto.com is heavily retail. Uh, any sophisticated investor is not using crypto.com to buy and sell crypto. The fees are outrageous. So it makes, it makes sense to, for SHIB to be there if that's the case, but nonetheless, it's still worrying because I mean, what is SHIB <laughs> and not to talk down on SHIB, you know, no, SHIB I mean, community, not... we love you guys, but you yeah, know. I mean, listen, I got the, they're all yelling at me in the audience. Listen, I'm not putting SHIB down, not at all. I'm just saying, <laughs> what's the utility behind it? So by all means, maybe I missed something. So tell me, tell me what the utility is. I, I mean, I have some sheep. So I'm not saying I just would have expected that they would have owned more stable coins because in an exchange, the whole key abs is liquidity. And you don't want something that's going to move a lot, right? And I get why they got Bitcoin, Ethereum, but I would have just expected to see more and more USDT or more USDC or more of a stable coin and less of, you know, Coins that have more fluctuation. So again, for to all you guys out there, I'm not bashing sheep. I'm just saying I would have expected from a liquidity play for a reserve hold, it would be something more stable. That's that's all I'm saying. Just for Johnny, clarity. and thank you so much. We got 332 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. This is the last video we're going to play for our listeners here, and it's actually a tweet from David Sports showing that what FTX was doing behind the scenes is exactly what they said they weren't doing. So we're going to let this short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go. Precipitated some of the 2008 financial crisis, you saw a number of bilateral, bespoke, non-reported uh, transactions happening between financial counterparties, which then got repackaged and re-leveraged again and again and again, such that no one knew how much risk was in that system until it all fell apart. If you Sounds very similar to 2008, Johnny. I know we only got about a minute left here, but David Schwartz took the time to tweet this out and criticize Sam Bankman-Fried. This could only be the beginning of the collapse when it comes to this individual, but I do want to get some comments from you. He told the public four months ago that there were several exchanges insolvent behind the scenes. Here we have him talking about what happened in 2008. He seemed to copy that model to collapse the crypto markets. What are you thinking, my friend? <laughs> the funny thing is, who knew he was talking about his own company? Obviously, he, he he certainly followed exactly what they did in 2008. He probably read it to the T, understood it, and said, oh, I'll just copy and paste that model and destroy it. And that's what he did. And by the way, you know, I think at the end of the day, he actually ended up walking away with a bunch of money. I don't think he personally lost money. All right, the exchanges did. It'd be interesting to see what his net worth is today 
And very, very, I would like to see that abs. That is, it's, the it, I can actually pull that up before the end of the episode. Give me 30 seconds here and I'll surprise you with this network, Johnny. Yeah. So why don't you go pull it up and let's see how our man did considering that, you know, he basically tanked the whole exchange and everybody who had money on it. I'd love to see what the impact is to him because you know what? If you listen and you hear him, he doesn't sound like he's that worried about it. I don't know. Mario, do you see it different? Or go ahead. Abby, here's, here's the details right here, my friend. In the last 24 hours, Sam Bankman-Fried's net worth has now reached $0, down from $16 billion at the beginning of the week. And we've got a short chart illustrating the difference here, Johnny. But I know we got 10 seconds left. Give me 10 seconds of thoughts on this collapse. Yeah, I'm just wondering how real that is. Who knows? Who knows who access there is to his real bank accounts? Not the ones that they can see, but the ones they can't see that are in the Cayman Islands and in Switzerland. Those are the ones I want to see. Awesome, guys. And we're going to close this episode off by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to the Node Defender. And thank you to NFT Tones. Another amazing episode. We got 316 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We'll see you in 71 hours. Like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Johnny, stop shitting on CG. Let's go.